If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. Amy Walker, I have a question for you. Um, do you think content marketing is evolving into like these are my confessions. <laughs> Do they, are they like, you know, the diary, the journaling, the I got to tell you how I think and what I feel and what I'm eating at all times? Or is it just evolving into a more connected, authentic kind of thing? You know, it's interesting because it's definitely evolving. And I think we've seen it go through phases where it did go through this phase where it was like my walking journal. And then I think we got to the point where we're like, I really don't care what my business coach is eating for lunch. It does not yeah. matter to me. Yep. And so I feel like it's getting deeper. And that's what people are demanding from us and asking from us is like, what do you really think and feel about the world that I live in? And our world has changed so much this year sure. that, um, you know, you've seen a lot of people who are great content creators that create a lot of content from their head mm -hmm. get called out by their people because they're not addressing like, you know, humanity's bleeding yeah. and you're still talking about funnels. Like, right. <laughs> what is that? You know, yeah. where are you? Where do you stand on issues? So I do feel like people are getting more demanding. And then the hard part is people are not patient. And so like, if you don't express yourself well, you're going to get eviscerated online, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate and understandable. And so it's like, yeah, I, I get it. Like if you're going to say something stupid and insensitive and alienating, I get it that people are going to be angry with you. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I do wish that we could just like, remember that people are people and they're human and they make mistakes and be a little more compassionate with each other that would make me happy like a compassion 2020 campaign yeah i mean i think that. part of it is also just you know this there's this big push for like uh what people are calling cancel culture so i think sometimes people are reticent to say something because they don't want to be um wrong Canceled. and then eviscerated for being wrong it's like i'd rather be if i'm gonna be eviscerated i'd rather be eviscerated for being silent not for being wrong about whatever my stance is and i don't want to alienate whatever customers i may have that may disagree with my stance i don't think my stance on social issues should be relevant to the transactions of business and what we're noticing now is that no we want to do business with the whole person and i want to make sure mm -hmm. that we are you know working and transacting based on the same values and not just because you're convenient and because you're the cheapest option. Yeah, it is interesting. So I was thinking about this because I don't get a lot of people eviscerating me online and this is not an invitation friends. So <laughs> still right. be nice. I like nice right. people. Um, but I, but I do express my opinions and mm -hmm. 
I think it's in the way that you express your opinions, you know, like if you're expressing your opinions with love and with empathy and with compassion, Mm -hmm. even if you and I don't see eye to eye, you'll still be like, well, I don't agree with that, but I respect that, you know, I respect where you're coming from. And that is what I feel like is missing in a lot of the the conversations. Mm -hmm. And a lot of reposts are so full of microaggressions. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I see what, I see the root of what you're trying to say, Mm -hmm. but do you recognize that you would never say it this way as a person? So why are you reposting somebody else's stuff that's just so full of like, I don't know, it's, it's subtly Mm -hmm. ick. Yeah. Can we call it subtly ick? Make a new term. (laughs) A lot of the work that I do with my corporate clients and with, you know, um, women in leadership has a lot to do with this grace talk. You know, we had a grace talk earlier this year and that framework is about saying the unspeakable and, Mm -hmm. um, and being a safe space to be able to communicate that. But in order to be able to communicate that, you need a container of permission and of trust and of, you know, a, a lot of other distinctions. And I think it's tough to do that in a public forum where you don't know people, you just kind of like, scrolling things and you have no context and then of course it's easy to just imagine or make up what somebody is saying and then off you go yeah so it really is interesting because i don't think silence is an option right um i don't think you know just spewing opinions is a good option either it's like we have to find a way to really continue and we should be continuing to produce content like i was talking with somebody yesterday who was telling me that she felt like for a month that she had to just be quiet she's like that's what was demanded of us was to just be quiet and i was like really i didn't feel that way i didn't feel like i needed to stop marketing for a month i didn't need yeah. to feel feel like i needed to stop creating content for a month i just felt like i needed to weave in compassion and here's what's going on with humanity and here's where people Mm -hmm. are at and Mm -hmm. you know like it needed to be more what's the word like holistic need to be more holistic yeah so I do think that there's a shift going on I and I don't think it's a bad one I just think we don't necessarily quite know how to navigate it yet Mm -hmm. but we'll learn I have faith in us and Mm -hmm. I have faith in our next guest too We're so excited to have our guest on today. Sasha Sloshberg is the content marketing strategist for Entrepreneurs Ready uh, for constant flow of perfect fit clients. She's an actor. She's a homeschooling mom of soon-to-be four kids. Uh, She founded whatsgood.co, a Phoenix-based digital marketing agency catering to internationally driven companies. And they specialize in SEO, in lead generation, via paid social, and bringing clients more of their favorite people. So, Sasha, this content marketing is definitely a huge thing in 2020 because so many mm-hmm. of our, our clients are, we're not able to interface with our clients like we used to. And so, yeah. I'm excited to dig into this. But before we do, we'd love to just hear a little bit of your backstory and how you got started. So... It's, it's a story. <laughs> it's, it's not your normal story. My husband and I met, we were both actors in LA mm-hmm. and we were both these creative people that had these totally soul sucking, mind numbing jobs. So we <laughs> wanted to work for ourselves, but we didn't have any, any skills besides acting. And we didn't know any people besides actors. So we dove into online marketing via network marketing, like your home wine and cheese parties and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we followed that system to a T because you know how they all have a system. They're so system driven and it wasn't working for us and we couldn't figure out why. So through that, we just kept diving deeper and deeper and learned about influence and then learned about, you know, lead generation. And we were taken under the wing of this fantastic, extremely successful entrepreneur. And we worked for him for a number of years. So we learned everything lead generation. And then when I was pregnant with my third child, we both lost our jobs when the company ran out of funding, which is Mm -hmm. so not stressful, obviously. (laughs) So at that point we had picked up Right. We picked up some, some freelance clients here and there, our birth center, our chiropractor, um, and they were all these holistic, intentionally driven companies. So we built our agency around them. Mm-hmm. And then we got so many outside of that specific niche, but they were all very intentionally driven. So that's how we ended up becoming good marketing. And we just work with people that are doing good in the world and help bring them more business via leads. And my personal zone of genius is the content marketing portion of it. I love that story. There are a couple of nuggets in there. One is that you jumped into something that you don't, didn't have already like proficiency in or whatever. It was just kind of like, okay, let's, let's just try this. That's such an entrepreneurial thing to do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we get proficient on the way down, <laughs> build a parachute. And, uh, and then the other part of it is, you know, the flexibility, the agility of it to be able to be flexible with the plan. It's like, this didn't work. Okay, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try that. And then the plan evolves as you keep walking. I love that. That's, I mean, the, the, when COVID hit and everybody's doing their COVID pivots, we literally were just laughing because here I am pregnant with the fourth and it's just another curveball. And by this point, there've been so many that it's just bob and weave, bob and weave. All right. What's next? <laughs> You're like, we've been pivoting. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show. That's awesome. So then what is it? You said that your zone of genius is content marketing and that's, you know, the, the conversation that. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are in. How do I manage, not only how do I manage my content from a strategic point of view, but what do I actually say contentually, right? The content point of view to be able to elevate my brand and attract the people that I want to attract, disqualify the people that I don't want to attract and, you know, keep it pushing. So I, I want to kind of pick your brain about this on, the, on behalf of all of our audience. Let's have a pick your brain session. <laughs> Yes, because I will never do this outside of this podcast with you ladies. <laughs> You're getting it for here first, people. <laughs> yes, yes. Where do you want to start? Okay, so, you know, so a lot of our audience are just already six and seven figure entrepreneur, entrepreneurial women who already have built some level of success. And for them, sometimes it's, it's that pivot piece that you're talking about. Like, how do I deepen that conversation? How do I um, get smarter with the waves of change that have come? Because customers are more and more savvy and for some of them more and more cynical. And so how do I keep putting out this content that will actually be helpful? It's, it's, uh, it's been such an evolution because prior to, I would say the beginning of this year and, and it feeling like the world is falling apart, you could have been a lot more strategic. You could have held a lot more back. Mm -hmm. And now as we've seen that just, it just falls flat. It bombs because people want to know where people stand. Mm -hmm. So, so, and sometimes it comes down to just, just just breaking that seal, just starting with something. And oftentimes 
I, I'm seeing that women are not sure what the first thing they should do is because they haven't posted in this way. They haven't broached some of these subjects. And kind of how you were speaking earlier about some of it comes down to how you address it. I noticed that a lot of people have this manner of not the, not this audience, but we've all seen the people that like drop the, the, the meme or the post and then kind of sit there like arms folded, who's going to fight me now or who's right. going to, you know, or who's going to show up and commiserate. Mm -hmm. So if you if, approach it with the opposite, like approach whatever the subject is with this almost open heartedness, um, empathy, then it's going to be received much better. And we don't have to show up. There's this misconception that as entrepreneurs, as leaders, that we already have the answer. And so mm. for a lot of these subjects, and I had to break that myself, there are these subjects, especially now that I don't have an answer for, but they're mm. on my heart and I need to discuss them and change needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So addressing them with that uh, humility and empathy is really that's the best first way to enter the conversation and to show yourself as someone willing and ready to go there. Yeah. I love what you're saying here because a lot of it has to do with also just admitting to your point that there are some things I do not know. I don't have an opinion on something because I don't know enough about it. And, and to be able to just say that I think is, you know, um, way better. And it does way more for your thought leadership and your authority when you can say, these are the things, this is not my zone. This is not my ministry. <laughs> I'm learning just as much as you are. And let's, let's learn together. Yeah, I love that. So one question that I have for you is for people who like own a restaurant, right? And they're looking at it going, I own a restaurant or I own a gym or I'm a plumber, whatever it is that they do. And now they're and they've never really posted any type of content like this. And now they're like, now I need to make a st statement on how do I feel about masks and how do I feel about um, the new COVID vaccine and how do I feel about Black Lives Matter and how do I, and, and there are all these things that like they may be internally trying to understand themselves or maybe they have a ton of feelings that they know the world is not ready for, right? How do they start that conversation and what kind of parameters should they put around themselves? Because I don't believe that everyone should lose their filters. I think filters are good. But I do think we've got to be more transparent because you're right that people want to align with brands that align with their values. I think this is this is a time where we're really starting to see some of the things that perhaps didn't matter so much, but we're seeing people's emotional intelligence and how it shows up and how, mm -hmm. so you'll see people falling on their face. There's a, a restaurant in LA that I saw got flamed. Uh, they claimed their their account had been hacked because they posted this, this big anti-mask thing. However, people then went and looked at all of their liked tweets and saw a lot of sort of conspiracy theory things that had been liked from their account. So for the people that aren't posting, they're still, um, I, I don't want to make people paranoid when I say this, but the, yes, there are people that will look around before mm -hmm. they're making their buying decision and mm -hmm. see where you're standing. And unless somebody doesn't interact online at all, it's usually pretty easy to find. Yeah. So even the people who, um, I mean, I've looked at this when I've made my own buying decisions or looking for, for people to, to hire, um, looking at how have they shown up in this and even just as simple, I'm listening 
we're we're seeking to learn just that alone is massive people don't have to show up with a statement but they do need to show up with where their heart is on it mm-hmm. That's and what about so the other thing that i'm seeing a lot of is people are afraid to share their opinions um like there's so much anger and wrath online these days so if you have an unpopular opinion should you share it or should you just swallow it down that one is really funny because either way you're going to attract an audience mm-hmm. and the and there is either way you're going to attract an audience it's just if you <laughs> if you know what audience you're going to attract with your opinion then and you say it and you attract it I mean, then it's on, then that's on you, right? If I think people generally know what they're going to say, how it's going to come across. I've seen people misfire, uh, particularly on platforms like Twitter, posting satire and then losing hundreds of followers and going, guys, it was satire. It was a joke. Right. <laughs> this, this, is, this is Twitter. So I would, I, I avoid humor and sarcasm on these things. I might be completely facetious in real life, but I would not post that online. And I do post funny things but I don't mix the sensitive subjects with the humorous subjects. And I, I post, I recommend that people post extremely clearly in what they are saying. And sometimes if they have an opinion, I mean, I've had people message me privately or ask for my, or feel comfortable enough to show up on my feed and ask questions that Mm -hmm. they know people, other people would get angry about because they know I can answer with empathy. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it comes across in if if you have an opinion, what's the point of you sharing it? Yeah. If you're seeking to learn, then maybe don't post it as an opinion, post it as a conversation starting question. Mm. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. That is good. So then when, when somebody is um, looking at their content marketing strategy and wanting to say, okay, where do I go from here? What are the things that they should be keeping in mind so that they can develop something that's authentic to them, but also addresses the needs of their market. That one is the platforms are always shifting, but that one's best addressed on a specific platform by platform approach. Some of the things that I would share on Facebook, I would not share on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So I would address it platform by platform, see what's appropriate. Um, and if somebody say somebody doesn't use Facebook whatsoever, mm-hmm. then some of the th- these, these, they're not going to be worried about the long-term content posts or those versions of things. Then it's, then it's simple. I'm listening and learning with an image on Instagram or a tweet is, mm-hmm. is sufficient enough. I really think everybody needs to learn how to talk nicely. I mean, wouldn't that solve so many problems online if we just like expressed ourselves with kindness and I, because I know I've posted things that other people will come and say, you know, I don't agree with that, but I, I just don't see that level of like hate because all of the words that I say, I try to make them kind of wrapped in like compassion. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Can you speak to that a little bit, Sasha? Like for people who are going, I don't know what that means or how do I integrate compassion? Can you give examples of companies who have maybe done this well? 
I would agree entirely. I sometimes I'm confused about that as well, how people use the mask of digital media to show up in a way that they would never show up in person. No, I'm like, uh, you're a lovely person in real life, but you are like straight up a jerk online. Yes. <laughs> Where does that come from? Yes. Or, or particularly uh, aggressive or drop a bomb and then move on. <laughs> and, yeah. Not, yeah. and you go, how does that translate to your leadership abilities? Uh, there's mm-hmm. a large disconnect. Yeah. I, um, I think that, that say, and not everybody has the same level of, of empathy or compassion and not everybody is writing a post and going, what do the people that don't agree think of this? I think that if, but so I think that that's an excellent rule of thumb is if you are posting something that, other people won't agree on, maybe consider that, consider addressing that. Like you don't have to equivocate on everything and go, well, black lives matter and all lives matter. Therefore I'm addressing all of it. It's not that it's that, you know, it's being sensitive on, on a subject you could discuss the way you can discuss systemic injustice without discussing the controversial concept of black lives matter, knowing that's going to trigger some people. You, you know, you can, if you're addressing these things, um, and some of it comes down to the politics of today that are very red or blue, one or the other, that, and we know that life isn't that way. So if your posts aren't that way, if you're addressing things on a very specific um individual subject or policy basis Mm -hmm. that tends to come across a lot softer and more compassionate as well, even if compassion or empathy isn't, isn't one of your guiding principles. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think um, what I'm hearing you say a lot of it is um, to remain flexible and agile in terms of being organic because it's very easy to be like, well, this is my formula for content marketing and this is, and we shan't deviate from this. And so that sometimes doesn't leave room for the humanity and the spontaneity of being able to respond to current events or to address something that, you know, our customers or our audience has expressed as a concern. And then also don't deviate too far from just the strategic aspect of it. Like you could still remain on purpose and still show your humanity. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. And, and a lot of it is specific to your platform. Am I going to show up and share, you know, the, the ways that I'm teaching my children about um, to be proud of their skin tone and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Am I going to share that on LinkedIn? That's not relevant for my specific business for lead generation. But if I, if I had, you know, a, one of these um, subscription book services, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I, would encourage people where you can tie it in and make it relevant with your business. That's amazing. Um, but if you can't, it, you can also have, have everything doesn't have to be extremely intense, everything in your content marketing, and it shouldn't be extremely intense. It's still important to vary the subject that you're speaking of. I'm not mm-hmm. going to post back to back on something that's very intense. And I wouldn't want anybody to do that uh, because that's also, it's, it's like real life. It's, yeah. um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm calling it at the risk of sounding very um, calculated. It's like a cultivated transparency. We're not vomiting on people by any means, mm-hmm. right. but we're, but we're letting them into our, our hearts so that they know, is this, is this somebody that I, whose leadership abilities I trust? Yeah. I love that cultivated transparency. Because there are certain things that just do not belong to the public, you know, certain things. I mean, and that to be 
human is to be imperfect and to be flawed and to feel angry and to, you know, get your panties in a bind from time to time. That's human. But the whole world doesn't need to see that. But I, I think if you are clear on what your values are and you're consistently sharing your values, that is going to be a really great place to start from. Because too often, I think we spend a lot of time and energy focusing on all the things we're mad about mm-hmm. instead of saying, here's the value that I hold. And this value shapes my opinion on this area. I just think that's a much better come from because I, even when there's people that I'm like, oh yeah, well, I don't really agree with that. Um, but I understand the value that you're coming from. So I, I can be okay with the fact that we have a different opinion. So yeah. I know we need to go to break here. I have two things that I would love to point out. Number one is Monica. I really like your uppity voice, your uptight, like professor voice. That's like great. That voice? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've heard that before. I feel like you broke out a new voice on me here. Oh, full of I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And number two is that, um, pretty soon I'm going to have to start the common sense, common decency party, and I will invite you guys to join me. <laughs> I love it. I'm so there. I'm already yes, pouring yep. the punch and the juices and the salad. <laughs> I'm dancing. I'm, I'm DJ over here. Yes. We're going to, we're going to start this movement. It's going to yes. take off, but for now we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we will have your listener challenge and the lightning round. Awesome. I'll be right back. You have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence. Wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins, support your growth, and challenge your blind spots? That's why we host our influencer circles for six and seven figure business women. If you are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep dive in business strategy, collaboration, and strategic relationships, go to yourcircleofinfluence.com forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We are back from break, and uh, we have your listener challenge. Now, you know that we are very, very much friends with getting comfortable with the uncomfortable around here, because we have to pick an uncomfortable, right? Some people are comfortable. I mean, it's uncomfortable to withhold your truth, and it is also uncomfortable to express it. So pick your uncomfortable. And Sasha and I, uh, Sasha and we were talking uh, during the break that some of her most popular and engaged posts have been the ones that have been difficult to write or were revealing or uncomfortable to, to put out there. So guess what we're going to do for the listener challenge? We want you to write like a manifesto of sorts. Now, for some of you that are like me, that works better with a voice memo. I'm not much of a, like a writer, you know, open up a blank document and get to work like kind of thing. But once I get to talking, then it's just, it kind of like, you know, swims off. Right. And so however you choose to do it, pick a medium where you are going to talk about the values that you hold dear. Some of us are very clear about our values. Some of us are like, I don't know, it just matters to me. And so if you're not clear about it yet, ask yourself, what are the things that if you didn't have, that it would piss you off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, a, that's a good place to start. If it, if it was absent, you would, be, you would feel pain, some kind of emotional pain if it was absent. That's a good place to start to uncover your values. And we would love to hear them. 
We would love to hear them in our comments or inside of our private Facebook group where we can actually help you massage them or help you encourage you to pu publish it, et cetera, et cetera, because we are on your team for your growth. Consider us part of your circle of influence. How's that, Amy, for our challenger, for our listener it's challenge today? good. And push yourself to be uncomfortable. If there are things that are, you know, really you hold dear to them and you've been afraid to lay them out before the people, Lay them out before the people because here's the thing. If you're hiding them, I guarantee there's no way that people are just picking up on it, you know, like yeah. if, and they want to know what your values are. They want to know if they align with you. And here's the thing. Will you lose some people? Yes. Let's just be clear on that. Yes. Mm -hmm. But guess what else is going to happen? You're going to gain your actual people yeah. and those people that you're going to lose, they're not your people anyway. They're just hanging out to figure out when is the moment when they unfriend you and unfollow you. <laughs> they're waiting for it, yeah. but they're not your people. So find the people that you really align with values wise and let the other ones go so you can create space for, I mean, energetically, you need space for the new, excited, aligned people that will come into your sphere. Hallelujah, Pastor Amy. <laughs> I love calling her Pastor Amy. When she <laughs> preaches, you know. <laughs> When she starts preaching, I'm just like, okay, come on, everybody, pass the offering plate. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to start with our lightning round. And these are just really like fast, top of your head kind of questions, Sasha. You don't have to edit yourself. You don't have to like, you know, commiserate too much. So question number one, what is the best business advice that you have ever gotten? Okay. I have heard you, you guys ask other people this and I'm like, these people have gotten amazing advice. <laughs> mine is the reverse. Mine is the advice that I have not gotten, which is mm -hmm. there are so many right answers. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about finding the right one. Pick the one that resonates for you, see mm -hmm. it through and then go from there. I love I that. Love that. That's, That's good. Um, and I can also relate to in my early years, I did not get a lot of good business advice either. In fact, most of the advice I got was pretty darn terrible <laughs> a while before anyone was, I was like, oh, that's good advice. I've been waiting for that for years. So. Yeah. Okay. Question number two, what inner dragons have you had to slay on your path to success? The biggest one since branching out on our own and releasing my own, um, my own offers and all of that hands down has been imposter syndrome mm. because people, people show up in such a way that you think, Oh, Oh, well, if your story isn't the same as theirs, perhaps it's not good enough. And that's all an insane lie. Mm. Imposter syndrome is the devil and needs to be slayed. And all of us have to slay it all the time. So that's, that's the biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like how you said that. That's good. All right. Uh, question number three, who is your business girl crush? Who's a woman in business that you respect and admire? Rachel Rogers. I only recently discovered her and the fact that she's out there making, she wants to make every woman she comes in contact with a millionaire. She, she does not take any BS mm -hmm. and she stands her ground. Beautiful. So admirable taking up space. I so here for all of it. I love that too. She's one of my faves. Now, number four, what is the number one door that you want open for you right now? I want to attract so many amazing women that are doing good in the world. Mm -hmm. That's, I just want to connect with all of them and help them build their content empires. Yay! We know where that is. They live in the Your Circle of Influence audience. There we go. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> 
Perfect. Well, and that's one of our core values too, is um, purpose-driven wealth, that we Mm -hmm. want to create massive amounts of success so that we can be the ones that are in the decision-making rooms and are creating policy and have influence. And I mean, there's far too many decisions that are made for people that don't have money by people who just have a lot Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. have for a long time. So if we want to be creating policy and making, you know, purpose-driven decisions, we have to have the money to do that. That's right. Which is unfortunate, but true. I mean, that's just the reality. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question is, you've got a lot of great things going on in your business and you've got goals that are in progress, but when you hit that point where you've kind of done everything you intended to do, what it will be your next level contribution? How do you want to leave your mark on the world? This is the hardest question for me. Um, Ultimately, I, I want, oh, you say, you say business goals and I go, oh, business. And those, those are the immediate, to me, I think seven figure metrics, eight mm-hmm. figure metrics, mm-hmm. but really I want to live in a way that inspires my daughters, my son, but all, everybody that goes, mm-hmm. you know what? I can do whatever I want to mm-hmm. not be beholden to anyone or anything and, and show how that's possible to really create your own future in your life and your dream. So that's not a, a business one, but I, that's what the goal of me showing up, yeah. um, shining and having my own business is really about. Yeah. I love that. I, I, you know, if I didn't have to sit here, I would just go around and be like, preach it all around my room. <laughs> I got well, little you know what I love? <laughs> Here's what I love about this so much is, you know, when we are little girls, everyone mm-hmm. tells can do anything you want to do. Mm -hmm. But then when we become big girls, we're like, no, 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 I can't do what I want to do because I have to do what everyone needs me to do. Mm -hmm. So if we really want our daughters, which I don't have any, but someday I'll have daughter-in-laws. But if we really want our daughter-in-laws to believe that they can do anything that they want to do, we have to do exactly what we want to do. Like that is the only way to pass that message on. Otherwise we pass on the guilt culture and the everyone first culture and the mom is burnt out and tired, but she sure gives a lot to everyone culture. And that's, that's not the legacy that I want to pass on. That's exactly right. Yeah. Sasha and I are on your team about that, Amy. And, and, and I know you and I are on Sasha's team about, you know, leaving a world and, and living in such a way that we inspire others. That's one of our values, you know, lift as you climb and, and uplift and inspire others with your personal values. So I love that. Mm-hmm. We're still twinsies. Awesome. All right. So next and final question. How can people connect with you? Well, my name is murder to try to spell on your own. So you can find me. There's only one Sasha Schlossberg, should you know how to spell it. If you don't, go to the number seven figure content blueprint.co. Oh, that's very easy. Let's say it again. The number seven. <laughs> yep. Figure content blueprint.co. Content blueprint.co. Okay, everybody pronounceable. Great. <laughs> Sasha, you have been such a delight to interview and to hang out with. I feel like, um, I feel like we should do more virtual coffees like this, like off the podcast. I know I, we could have talked for centuries. I know it. Yep. I we'll have a hang. We'll schedule a hang. <laughs> <laughs> so now's the fun part where Monica and I get to say, what are our biggest takeaways from this conversation? Mm-hmm. So Monica, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the, there's two. One is when you said it depends on the platform that you're, that you're creating this content for, because I think people want to have like a, a, 
good packaged in a pretty bow kind of answer and formulaic and let's just apply this everywhere. And part of that authenticity is also just reading the room. And that a lot of times depends on the platform. So I love that you brought that up. And then the second piece was when we asked about the best business advice that you got, and you're like, well, the best business advice I never got. <laughs> and that comes with experience. It comes with walking your own journey. And they, I always say that there's, there are only two things that people um, teach us how to do mentors, models, parents, et cetera, is what to do and also what not to do. And I think that sometimes the what not to do is just as valuable. So thank you for confirming that too. Yeah. Well, my, I loved that there are so many right answers because there is, there's so many right answers. And I think sometimes we feel like we have to follow this one size fits all model. And then you feel like you're walking through life wearing somebody else's shoes. Like these were clearly beautiful for somebody else. They are not for me. So I loved that. That was amazing. And then the other thing I think, and I can't remember how you said it, but just that idea of like authenticity is not like, Hey, I just barfed. Want to see what color it was? You know, like um, it's cultivated authenticity. Cultivated, cultivated. That's right. Cultivated. I love it. Yeah. So it's it's real. It's honest. It's truthful. But it's also thoughtful. And I think that's where a lot of people get off track right now. Is they're just they are literally vomiting online and being like, "Want to see what color my puke is?" Instead of being really thoughtful about how they actually think and feel and how will this make other people think and feel is it inclusive bringing people together or is it creating division oh my gosh Mm -hmm. can we please just be done with that phase of our humanity where we're all about division is cool it's not Mm -hmm. nobody liked it in fourth grade we don't like it now (laughs) no more division (laughs) that's right that's right yeah awesome well sasha Thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate you and your time. Thank you so much. It's been very fun. Awesome. And for all of our listeners, we appreciate you. You are the thing that keeps this show rolling. So thank you for supporting us, for showing up, and for all of the good that you do in the world. We would love to hear from you. Make sure that you leave us a comment, um, leave us a review. We actually really love reading the reviews. I don't know about you, Monica, but if I ever have a day where I'm like, do we really have to record? Why am I doing I this? I go read reviews. I'm like, I know we're, read, I call, we're doing I call them my rainy day notes. Like whenever I'm having a rainy day, like let's just go read some reviews. You'll feel better. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> so we so appreciate you. And also come join us in our private Facebook community, your circle of influence on Facebook. Thanks everybody. Thank you everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye.